You're listening to the Heart-Centered Service Podcast. A podcast to help freelancers create the lifestyle of their dreams while doing work that brings them purpose. I'm your host, Francesca Mamlin. And I'm your other host, Krista Aoki. Each week, we'll release new episodes with tips and personal stories for online service-based entrepreneurs. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Heart Centered Service podcast. In this episode, we are sitting down with Shauna Van Bogart. So Shauna is a business and transformation coach, speaker, and a certified hypnotist. And she has worked in the field of transformation for over 12 years, helping thousands of entrepreneurs take an inside out approach to achieving their goals. And I've known Shauna for, I think it's been like two years now. Um, And I can say with confidence that she has definitely changed my life. And I'm so excited to share her with the Heart Centered Service audience. And one of the biggest breakthroughs that she brought into my life and my business is the idea that owning a business can actually be easy and fun. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. And yeah, with that, welcome to the show, Shauna. We're excited to have you. Yeah, this should be a good chat. I'm excited. It always is. Um, So today we're talking about showing up with ease. So let's start out by just, yeah, what, what does it mean to show up with ease in your business? What does it show? What does it mean to show up with ease? Which is such a great question because I think we could all use a little more of that in our lives and in our business. Um, I think the general answer to that is flow, and what it feels like to be in alignment, where your answers are coming effortlessly, where you're uh, getting that inspired action, as they say, and it feels familiar almost like this place of home almost with inside yourself where you can just show up and be you and things just flow. And I think we've all experienced that. We know what that flow feels like. We might each put it into different specific words, but um, that flow is just like, yes, things just work. And that doesn't mean that things are always perfect or always going our way. There's still challenges, but you're tapped into such an amazing flow that it's just like, I got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like how you said that there's still challenges. There's still like moments that can be difficult, but generally there's this like feeling of flow and inspired action. So for someone who may not have been lucky enough to like experience a lot of flow in their business or maybe even in their life, what is the difference between something being challenging, like in a good way and something being like really straining? I think it goes back to attitude and mood behind it, right? Um, I know what both have felt like. I'm sure both of you know what both sort of feels like. And again, you could put your own words to it, but one is force and that strain and one is challenging yet still Uh, up for the challenge, right? And so the attitude behind both of those is very different. When there's force and strain, I like to look at sort of time period and I can't give you a specific like, you know, two weeks and that qualifies as strain, you know, because a challenge could go on for many years and you still are very up for the task and very motivated. But I think if you've been banging your head against the wall over the same thing over and over and over and you're in this sort of figuring it out mode, and you've been in this figuring it out mode for quite some time, 
and you're watching your energy just be siphoned away faster and faster, you're in force, you're in struggle. A challenge can be incredibly motivating. And I think with a challenge, you see progress. It might be very minimal and it might be micro, but there's still progress happening that keeps you going, yeah, I'm still in this. Yes, this is still worth it. Yes, it's not happening as fast as I want, but like I can tell I'm hitting on something. There's this inspiration behind it that's lacking usually when there's strain or force at play. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Like um, to even be aware of the difference because I think just knowing something, okay, like this is a challenge and it's coming from an inspired place and mm -hmm. okay, like it feels so good to to over like to overcome that challenge or to beat yeah. that challenge whereas when something is forced it's just like uh <laughs> why yeah. am i doing this and yeah it's really yeah it's really insightful well and i think to take it one step further back which is really important is to look at uh purpose and um you know ultimately uh, yeah, purpose. Because if if we take it that step back, if your purpose is there, if you know your why, which that conversation is plentiful in the world of business and entrepreneurship, then it sort of makes you up for any sort of challenge under that umbrella of your why and your purpose. But if you are rudderless, like if you don't feel like you have a purpose, then a lot of things are going to feel like force and strain, especially if... Um, if you're not, you know, tapped into that flow, which we could call, you know, tapped into your heart, tapped into your soul, tapped into that soul's purpose and mission, then you're not getting the inspired downloads, the inspired action, the inspired to do's uh, and doing. You're probably taking templated business tactics, and I and there's sort of a time and a place for those things, but you're probably very much externally referenced looking outside of you and looking at what other people are doing and sort of cherry picking and piecing together what you think is going to work for you. And like I said, there's a time and a place for that. But generally, I found in my experience that most of my best efforts and when I'm in flow and the challenges have come from an inspired place because I've been really, really in line with my purpose. And so um, I think a lot of that strain and force happens when we're not aligned with our purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And I think that um, because of the online world and like all these people that have, you know, courses and like programs of like build your business, build your marketing strategy this way, yeah. I think it can be so easy to fall into that like area of strain when you're doing, even if you are someone that's building a business that's like really in line and really in flow, like you're going to be like, you, you can fall into the trap of like taking on all of this extra stuff in your business. That's just draining all of your mm -hmm. energy and it's not actually moving you forward. Mm -hmm. um, so. And what are some other ways that people make owning a business and running a business more difficult for themselves than they need to? Um, doing way too much I, and doing things that um, I always come back to the quote from Essentialism by Greg McKee and McCohen uh, that I always botch, but the paraphrase of it is essentially we need to let go of this idea that everything is important. And, you know, you can look at me like right now on December 3rd or whatever day it is. And I can tell you that I haven't posted on Instagram since October 20 something, you know, um, I, I have not been actively posting on my Facebook page. There's a lot of things that I used to do 
the first six to seven years in my business that I thought were so important. I had to be like on every platform. I had to have everything automated. And so I think the number one thing that business owners do is overcomplicate things by just doing too much because they think all these things are important. I'm constantly walking my clients back. They get sparked on an idea and it comes from an inspired place and I, you can tell the difference and they start to take action on it. And then it's like, you know, if they, if they don't keep tabs on this, all of a sudden they're flooded with, well, I don't have the landing page. And now I'm, I've been spending hours on writing the bullet points for this copy and I don't have the email list set up. So I've got to go get MailChimp, you know, set up and all of this stuff. And it's like, how about we just set up a zoom room, use the zoom registration and you just get on your Instagram stories and promote it. No landing page, no bullet points, no copy. Let's do this. And it's, it's relatively simple to make money and put yourself out there these days with all the channels we do have available. It's unnecessary to have to formalize so much. And so especially with an initial idea that you might get, there is no need to polish it to the point where you're thinking you're delivering this to 200 people. Just focus on getting it out to one person. And if you just had to get it out to one person, chances are you could probably sell that in a conversation out at a cocktail party that night, or just get on, like I said, your Instagram story like this and just show up and talk about it and see what happens. Yeah. I love that frame of mind of like, just how are you going to sell it to one person? Because it really simplifies it and it brings it back down to earth. It's like so much less conceptual. Yeah. And I do the same thing. I have to keep tabs on this myself too, because I mean, entrepreneurs are vision people. So you see this big vision and you can really easily, you know, get, get excited and caught up into what that big vision looks like. But then it can stall us up because we've created this super long to-do list because we're setting it up from the big time vision, which might be five years down the road. And, and if we stall it up with the five-year vision down the road, then we just get overwhelmed under this blanket of all these to-do lists, and then we're in force and struggle. So it's not that I'm saying give up the five-year vision, give up the big vision. What I'm saying is you don't need to go from zero to 100 this week. <laughs> Let's just focus on the first two to three steps. So for somebody who's like really oversaturated with their to-dos right now, um, mm-hmm. and like I remember when I first started my business, like I, I like had all these subscriptions to these softwares that I was like paying for and it was just draining my bank account. And like, <laughs> it was yeah. ridiculous. Um, so if someone who's in that position, like what are the steps that they can take to condense into what is actually necessary? Mm, there's a few ways you could get at this. Uh, one thing you could do is you could look at that long to-do list and you could really ask yourself, do I really need to do everything on this list? Or how could I challenge myself today to show up in the easiest way possible, in the simplest way possible, just today? What step would I do if I had to sell this right now without any software or without any uh, subscriptions to anything? What would I do? And just see what comes to mind and see how you can challenge yourself. Um, The other thing would be to set some restrictions. You know, What's that famous quote about, you know, you want something done, ask a busy person. Um, when you set restrictions on yourself or set, set self-initiated boundaries and set some constraints, it's amazing what you can get done and with how little. And so, for example, one of the things that I will do, and this is sort of used in a, in a different way, but you could apply this to this concept, 
is when I really need to crank and I'm getting an overthink and I'm getting an overwhelm and I, my to-do list is getting longer because now I'm becoming avoidant. And so I'm just like spinning, right? I charge my computer, I go to the coffee shop and I leave my charger at home. And I have what, like two and a half hours to work from on that battery on my computer. And I go and get as much done within that two and a half hours before my, my computer will die. And again, it's amazing what you, what you will get done when you have Parkinson's law at play, which is what that is. When we have less time, we will manage to somehow get it done. And when we have more space, we will fill it. Yeah. And, um, So talking about running uh, a simplified business, like you've talked about how you haven't posted in your Facebook, on your Facebook in a while or your Instagram in a while. Um, And I think that's awesome. Like, I'm like more power to you, you know, like there's so many people (laughs) that are like, (laughs) like, so they'd be so worried about that. Um, So what, um, why is it important to run a simplified business um, as opposed to like, you know, being really consistent with having a cadence with content creation and like, Um, why is the simplified business like uh, a better path almost or is is it like a better path for all people yeah I do think it's a better path for all people Um, (laughs) but let me be very very clear that that cadence is seasonal right and so I'm I'm coming out of a season where I was very consistent in 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 certain capacities Um, so I want to be very clear that like that doesn't mean that two months from now I'm going to be back into posting regularly. It's just, it's, it's, it's sort of seasonal. The difference is I don't need it for my business to thrive. And for me, the integrity of showing up when um, I really have something to say is important because as an energetic being and as someone who's very highly sensitive energetically and my audience is attuned to me in that way, they know and can tell, they might not be able to put words to it that I'm not, you know, like the, it's not landing the right way. So for me, it's not worth trying to show up for the sake of consistency, which is like going against almost all of the business advice out there. But I just know what happens and I know I don't need it. You know, I've maintained my revenue. I've actually increased my revenue in the past month and a half. And that is from showing up less. So when you're in a simplified place, what I'm expressing to you now by telling you that is I'm in my intuition. And when you are in that simplified place, you have the space to be able to flow and move, you know, when everything's so jam packed and everything's incredibly structured, almost to the point of extreme, there's no space for anything to move. And the moment one puzzle piece maybe, you know, gets scratched or dented, the whole train can derail in that instance. So when I'm tapped into my intuition and I leave that space for myself, that is the simplification we're talking about because intuition's where we get those answers. And what we're talking about is to which you guys have this amazing podcast, which is being tapped into my heart. And so when I'm operating from my heart, I can do less, but the impact is massive because I'm channeling some of the most powerful energy that you could channel. Yeah. And um, I think sometimes like creativity just can't be scheduled you know like inspiration just you can't plan it no no and I I mean it's important I do believe in things like you know setting setting time aside to think you you hear some of the most successful people in the world for the past hundreds of years you know have have been um they talk about their schedules and they have time out where they do nothing they're just thinking I do think that that is important but you're right creativity can't necessarily be scheduled and when you live sort of a 
heart-centered life, operating a heart-centered business, lightning could strike at any moment, as I'm sure both of you have experienced. You could be at lunch having a conversation and all of a sudden, boom, this golden gem falls in your lap from something that came out of that person's mouth and it changes the trajectory of everything. So I sort of operate from that mode of inspiration can strike at any moment and everywhere and what's going to happen today. Like a treasure hunt, you know, every morning I wake up, ooh, what am I going to find today? Oh my gosh, I love that. That's so like joyful and exciting. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, that's what people mean when they say allowing. Like Mm -hmm. I'm allowing it to like, I'm the only one who's going to block up the flow and rigidity and, you know, overly structured is going to block up the flow. So allowing is going, okay, I need to have the space first of all to allow it in and I have to be senses open to catch it. So yeah, it is a, it's a more fun way to wake up. That's for sure. Yeah. It sounds like, um, having a more simplified business kind of allows room to receive more, um, which like receiving inspiration, receiving business opportunities and abundance, like there's just more room for that. Um, and so this, this kind of like brings me to this question of, um, in a business, like there is some necessity to have like some amount of strategy of like, how are um, clients um, and customers going to find my business? Um, how am I going to like implement this? Like there, there's like some amount of um, that that needs to be there. Um, so how do you mix like um, being in that element of trust and being able to open yourself to receiving um, all of like receiving and, and being in like the um, anticipation and the treasure hunt. And then also like, um, I don't know, like, I don't know how much you value, like having like a business plan and a strategy to gain clients and stuff. Like what's the, the balance and how can people find that? Yeah. Well, um, let me give a really brief overview of how I did it before and after, because I think it will answer that question. So before I was not operating from my intuition before everything was planned predominantly from day one based on what I was seeing happening outside of me and then taking in all that data, filtering it through and going, okay, this is how to do it right. And this is what, this is what success looks like based on what I was seeing in the templates out here. Again, nothing wrong with that, but at some point we have to take those training wheels off and then generate those answers for ourselves. So I never took the training wheels off. So then everything was data harvested externally. And everything that was data harvested externally then goes into this structure of, okay, everything needs to literally be automated on buffer and going out to these channels. And this is how I'm going to do this. So most of my thought and most of my actions were in processes and systems for like the first five to six years. And so I know a lot about structure and systems and processes because I lived it on a pretty big scale. And um, there was there was very little of me, very little of me. So now as I flopped that because I hit a burnout point where I I just like, where was my soul? And when your soul's not in there, when you're not, you know, satisfied at the end of the day, because checking everything off that to-do list is no longer getting those dopamine hits like it used to, because you're like, I'm so unfulfilled though, you know, I had to really take a look at what is going on here and what's missing. And for me, it was like, why am I doing all this stuff? And again, it's not inherently wrong, but that was my journey. I, I had to hit a wall where I'm like, why am I doing all of this? Like none of it's soul sucking, like time out, like let me back up and just like 
create a blank, uh, a blank slate and, and really tap into what I'm looking for. And I was looking for connection and I was looking for depth and I was looking for real time. And this was at a point like three and a half, four years ago where I had, you know, my school, the studio for image professionals that I run, that's all online. It's all virtual e-courses. Um, it's all digital. And I had then also launched a massive digital course that was like two years in the works. So everything was online and everything was pre-recorded, and nothing was live connection like this. So when I blank slated and I created all this space for myself, what I've realized over the years is that you need both. You need the structure and you need the flow, but the structure is to support the flow. The flow is not necessarily to support the structure. And so for me now, flow and intuition comes first and the space comes first. And then I have the structures in place for the things that I know are, okay, we beta tested this. This is for sure going to be in the works for the next year. Let's provide some structure and system and process to it so that I can keep all the space going in this other area. Did I answer that question? Yeah, definitely. Um, and just to clarify, when you said that you blank slated, that means like you kind of like basically like threw everything out, like you threw all of your processes out, right? Um, I burned it down. I like fully burned it down. I burned down my Facebook page of like thousands of people. I burned down my email list. I burned down. I mean, I I hit I hit idle and pause on like a lot of stuff. I uh, exited out of my office space. I let go. I had interns from almost day one. I let go of all the interns. I had an employee. Like I literally burned it all to the ground. <laughs> I am not expecting anyone to go to that extreme, but that is just what I needed to do at the time. Cause I was just like, I, I need to, I need to start from almost day start over. And that was exciting for me. Like that was a really, I, I looked forward to that. That was not a sad thing. That was a like, yes let's blank slate this. Sometimes that's just what you need to like really clear what, what's going on and then reflect about what you actually want because it's easy to get trapped in mm -hmm. in like oh, okay well I'm doing this because I read that it's good or um, I am working with this client because um, because the like this partnership is good at like a, at one point and then um, and then you grow and you grow out of that partnership and that like relationship. And then, um, but it's like hard to realize when you're in it. So I think something like blank slating or at least like really stepping back and giving yourself that space to reflect is so important. So necessary. Yeah. And you can do this. I, I think it's a pretty imperative part of the process to honestly do every now and then. Um, I do it when I get into overthink. It's one of the things that I do is, okay, blank slate this. And that doesn't mean like, okay, we're going to burn it all to the ground again. That was sort of a, a one-time monumental thing. <laughs> um, but it, but I, when I get into overthink and I'm starting to feel that heaviness, when you feel heavy, chances are you're an overthink of some capacity. And I go, okay, blank slate. Forget everything I've been in my headspace about. Forget all the notes that I've taken. And usually I'm in all this data and I'm in, I'm trying to aggregate all my notes and I'm just like swimming in research or swimming in stuff. And I just go blank slate. If I had to do this today, how would I do it? Or another question that'll help you get there is let's say something happened, the internet goes down or, you know, something happens to the business. You still have all the money, but if you had to rebuild from scratch tomorrow, how would you do it? 
And if your answers are different, then I would look into that. What does that say about your processes and systems and your workflow? What is that saying about what you really want? So two great ways to sort of get at that without, like I said, firing everyone and I didn't fire everyone, but like burning everything to the ground. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I admire that you were able to have a moment where you did that because I think it's so important to like everything in your business and really everything in your life, it should earn that place. And if there's something that isn't like earning its place, then it needs to go. And sometimes you get to a point where things are just like so crazy that you, yeah. you literally have to like make it all go away. Um, yeah. But I, I also like the idea of like, what if the internet go, went away? Or like, what if I had to do this today? Because um, yeah. that really just like gets you out of your head and into the moment too. Like being in the present moment um, is a big part of it. And there's so many possibilities and opportunities out there. I mean, last night I was keeping myself awake thinking about, should I delete Facebook or not? You know, like I've been feeling those nudges, like, I don't know if I want to be on this platform anymore and how easy it is to, to go, well, yeah, but I don't know. And my audience is here and I, what am I going to do and all this stuff. Right. And I just was like, no, I think I'd be okay. Cause I'm not even posting on it regularly anyway. You know, what would I really miss out on? So again, there's so many things we think are important that we're just in autopilot thinking mode on that we haven't taken a step back to go, what if, what if it's not that important? What if there's a whole other community and platform that is waiting for me that I could just own that would feel really refreshing right now to be on? And there are plenty out there. I found them all last night at three in the morning. <laughs> so, you know, like, you know, what if it could be different and it can be. So it's, it's again, staying in that possibility. And I do want to be clear that like, Part of my blank slating and, you know, especially when other people in, were involved, some, some people, some listeners might hear this and go, oh my gosh, well, that's kind of selfish, you know, like people were working for you or whatever. And I want to say, like, I think it's more selfish to have one foot in and one foot out and be leading that way. And that to me, ethically, I, I, I won't stand behind. And so um, I think it's just important, yes, to know where you're at not only for the sake of your services and what you're going to deliver to your audience, but any stakeholders who are involved, they want to know that they're under the leadership of someone who's got both feet into their purpose. I like, as a member of your audience, like I would follow you to any platform, which I think is, you know, it's important because um, your audience, if, if your audience is as loyal, which in, chances are you do have like a loyal audience of people that care about your business and care about you. Like they're going to follow you if you yeah. decide to like not be on Facebook anymore. Um, yeah. And I think that a lot of times there's like that insecurity that you're going to lose people. Um, you're not going to lose the important people. I don't think. It's true. No, it's true. Yeah. I'm excited to see what platforms you found at three in the morning. <laughs> we'll talk about it over in the membership group. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, well, thank you so much for coming on to this podcast and talking about such an important topic. Like, I think that like 90% of the businesses that I see out there and people that I talk to who are in business, like they just need to like dial back what they're doing, um, especially people who are very driven to achieve and serve. Um, it can be easy to oversaturate. So this was such an important conversation. And as always, like you were so insightful and awesome. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. This was, I, as I said, um, I think an imperative conversation, as you said, an imperative conversation. And hopefully there's some good takeaways for people. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so, um, yeah, if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And um, don't forget to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps people find the podcast and join our free community at Heart Centered Service. It's heartcenteredservice.co backslash community and let us know what you thought of this episode and we'll be back in your feeds next week with a new episode until then it'll be awesome and before we um jump off actually shauna how can people connect with you and find you online thank you (laughs) (laughs) it's always good to have a a a team a team member a, a partner on these things sometimes um, I am Shauna Van Bogart everywhere. So, um, as I said, I am on the social channels. Um, I am on Instagram pre- predominantly in my stories at the moment, but Shauna Van Bogart and shaunavanbogart.com. Cool. Thank you, Krista. <laughs> I always forget that. Um, so yeah, um, have a great week, everyone, and talk to you next week. Aloha. <laughs>